Dave Wanstead is listed as a former NFL coach from from the from the Chicago by, of the cup. Oh, oh boy. Tell him throw the flag. I knew it was you all along, Missouri. I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you for different reasons. I'm going hungry. Ninety five point one to rocket. Oh, it is episode one seventy of Throw the Flag. I am joined by not one but two mats. As usual. Guys, how's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Hankins? I mean, they gave us they gave us something to look forward to. Uh Uh-huh. And then immediately the bad news started coming. This really is a wacky year. I think that level of enthusiasm really sums it up. Um, we received the um, schedules for the SEC and the ACC, right? Um, did any did any other conferences release uh, schedules? Yeah, the Big Ten did as well. Oh yeah, that's right. And um, how's that? How's Illinois looking, Creel? Uh, not very good. They they weren't originally scheduled to play Ohio State, but Ohio State was added to their schedule. Um, they're going to struggle to win three games this year. Yeah, I, it, it does not look like they're going to be. Although Hankins, good, I, I got ooh. it. At, I got it at six and two right now. <laughs> with a couple of, a couple of them still debate. What? Well, I guess eventually we'll do a, a you know, a, a preview of every conference. But Hankins, six, six is the the floor. Six and two. This is it, boys. This is the wacky time. Oof. Every sport is wacky now. Um, you don't know. You just never know. You just never know. Who knows more about playing in chaos and empty stadiums than the Illinois Fighting Now Alive. that's true. That's, that's very, very good. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, let's go to the SEC first. What's... Uh... How is how is that looking, Creel? What tell us what happened? Well, it depends on which side you fall on. It was the SEC schedule dump a conspiracy because they released it at five o'clock on a Friday uh, to sort of you know kick the can down the road and maybe people will forget about it, or you know were they just doing hey we finally got it done here's the info we hope you enjoy it. Um, the way the schedule played out, it protected the stronger teams. Um, Alabama and LSU benefited from their draws in the East, as did Florida and Georgia. So it sort of sets up a potential blockbuster matchup in an SEC championship game if you know certain teams can hold their water. Um, but it doesn't really add a whole lot of juice at the uh, top level of the SEC for in-season matchups. Because Alabama yeah. drew Kentucky and Missouri, LSU drew Vanderbilt and Missouri, um, Florida <laughs> drew. Got fucked. Florida drew Arkansas and A and M. 
and Georgia picked picked up Arkansas and Mississippi State. So of the four best teams, there's not much crossover. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, some teams, like Sean said, got got boned, including Missouri and Arkansas. Um, and yeah, then Arkansas everybody else in the middle is just just treading water. You know, for that matter, whoever Arkansas and Missouri draw, they're going to feel like they got boned unless they drew each other. <laughs> That's true. Um, so they, they were already halfway halfway in the grave, as it were. Was there any transparency on how they did this? Was it just random, or what were they looking at? Because the whole everything was blown up, so literally they could have put anybody together. They, they stuck with the situation of, well, you're keeping your eight original games. So for Alabama, that includes you know a game okay. against Georgia – uh, game against Tennessee. Um, and then the caveat to that was uh, we want to make the schedules uh, competitive and fair. So there wasn't a, too much, at least, of a, a concerted effort, it, it appears on paper, to, to get those high-level matchups. Um, and it just sort of seems like this is just sort of, who knows? It, it just didn't seem to, to get to be a whole lot of fireworks that I expected it to be. Yeah. No, they really kind of cut their nose off to spite their face with some of it because they – why not load it up this year? Like, who gives a shit? Load it up. Yeah, I agree Double because uh, whoever wins the SEC, even if they went 8-2 and two and then finished 9-2 and two with the SEC championship game as the 11th game, I think would still, assuming everything uh, stays okay and there is a playoff, would make the playoff at 9-2. and two. So I'm, I'm with Hankins as – why not have Alabama play Florida or LSU play Georgia? Uh, have those extra games on there just just to pop a rating. Uh, because otherwise, you know, when you know play, Alabama playing Kentucky and Alabama-Missouri, that doesn't do a whole lot for uh, Joe Average on the street, and it doesn't do a lot for me as an Alabama fan to want to watch either of those games. It really doesn't. And, like, in a year, like, all right, TV is clearly driving the boat. Let's just assume that there's no fans in the stands, or it, most best case scenario, reduced capacity. Um, you don't know what the actual interest level is if people aren't going to the game. I don't know what the actual interest level is of people who are there for the atmosphere and the experience rather than the football. So those people may not watch games on TV, and they certainly aren't going to watch them if they're top tier of the division versus the lower tier of the division. Yeah, I, um, I'm i not quite sure. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think people are going to watch the games regardless just because there's so much thirst for a damn – <laughs> for damn sports on TV, but yeah, you're right. Um, they just, I, there seems to be a mindset. If if this wasn't a random drawing, um, and Lady Luck just fucking hates Missouri and Arkansas, um, then they just, they're the SEC is just banking on. Well, they'll watch anything, so let's just let's keep these the the good teams good and make sure that. You know, maybe they they they're banking on you know uh, what eight and O Alabama team playing an eight and O LSU team, or whenever whenever. Well, they is this a divisionless? Is this a divisionless season? So, are the top two teams going to play in the SEC championship? No, game? that's that's what no. the ACC has decided to do. But okay, we're not right. doing that. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. Because what the, if they had what they've done is they've set it up so that. 
eight and oh, or you know ten and zero Alabama plays nine and one LSU in the SEC championship game. Yeah, LSU wins that game, leaving them both with one loss. They both go to the playoff <laughs> and play each other again. I don't want to play LSU three times in one fucking season. <laughs> Um, well, overall, um, I mean, do we, I, I don't think we want to go team by team just yet. We still haven't, when does the season start? Is it, is it late September? I think it's the 22nd Okay. 26th, something like that. It's the third or fourth week in September. Um, we still don't have a week by week schedules yet. All we know are just, here's your opponents for the year and they're sort of, uh, you know, there, there'll be some intrigue on when they produce that week-by-week schedule to see, you know, when the matchups are and are they moving around, you know, traditional rivalry dates to put them at the front of the season just to make sure they get played or if they're going to try to hold off and hope for the best that the Iron Bowl is the last week of the season. The Big Ten did some changes in theirs where Ohio State-Michigan, you know, has traditionally been the last game of the season. They moved that up to... I think it's the middle of October, so it's like week five, week six for both of those teams. So I guess we could maybe see something like that in the SEC. Uh, I'm just not sure what they'll do yet. Yeah, dump them out, guys. Dump all them games out and just let them roll around and fall where they may. <laughs> dump them out. Uh, speaking of the Big Ten, um, so they they did they meet over the weekend with the, with the potential that they were talking about uh, canceling the season? Well, there has been a lot of cancellation uh, steam that's picked up. Earlier in the week, UConn, who is an independent, uh, was the first official FBS team to cancel its season. And then yesterday, uh, the, the MAC conference has canceled their season. So um, I don't know if it's – I think it's university presidents are sort of leading the charge of, hey – you know, we can play in the spring for, for a lot of these uh, lesser teams that don't have the, the big money uh, paydays that were going to happen in the fall anyway. There's no skin off their teeth to sort of delay the season to the spring because, you know, Buffalo isn't getting that money game against, uh, who, who knows, like Wisconsin or something like that, or Eastern Michigan yeah. is not playing Michigan. So um, they can delay their seasons and not really miss out on the big money because, None, none of those teams were going to make the playoffs or a big time bowl to get a big time bowl money. Um, so the so we're still waiting to see whether whether or not other conferences like the Pac-12 or the Big Ten decide to jump on board and delay their seasons as well. Um, I, there seems to be a little bit of momentum, but I don't know if uh, athletic director directors have enough pull with the university presidents to say, "Hey, here's our budget. If we cancel the season." Uh, we lose, you know, a hundred million dollars, and can we absorb that? Who knows? CBS Sports is reporting that an unnamed Power Five AD is saying that it is inevitable that the season will not be played in the fall. Yeah. So, uh, what that really means, I don't even know. Like what? What does that like? Are they saying that they think that the delay is going to be increased even more? To what are we talking? January, so next year essentially. Yeah, I think this is all just one big tease, and they're eventually everybody's going to cancel everything. I mean, we're we're still like six weeks away. Yeah, <laughs> from, I, from I, I mean, and a lot can happen. Yeah, I agree. There doesn't seem to be much uh, 
decline in the you know number of cases or number of deaths or number of hospitalizations. We're kind of just treading water. Um, so I kind of think that, yeah, we're going to kick the can down the road. Uh, and then maybe by Labor Day, you know, that's a month from now, it's four weeks away, there'll be a better picture. Uh, but I, I'm kind of leaning with, you know, if we're not allowing for a lot of businesses and schools and whatnot to open up, uh, football doesn't seem to be like a great choice either. Although there has been some success, the NBA uh, with their bubble has done it well, but I don't think there's enough resources or anything like structure like that for that to happen with college football. So I just don't think we can, no. it's not a great comparison to do sports by sports like that. Um, if we- and the, the test is the problem, you know, the numbers of tests is just going to be the problem that that's where the real, that's the issue you can't overcome. Like other things can be worked around. We can do this, we can do that. But at some point you got to have a swab for every nose um, every week. So that's going to be an issue. Yeah, I don't see how they um, just the you know the sheer uh, logistics of that. Um, Which you know we've got fewer. There's going to be fewer swabs needed for college football as a whole as Colorado State has shut the whole damn thing down. That's true. Shut it down. We're not canceling the season. We're canceling the program because we don't know how to act. They canceled it for good. Indefinitely, they have suspended the football program. <laughs> God, those poor kids. Um, <clears throat> sticking around in the uh, these coaches love to say the n word. <laughs> Wait, was did that happen in Colorado State, or are we talking Gary Patterson? No, no, no. the The Colorado State thing got shut down because of racism allegations, and I think the bigger, the big hit was Colorado State was actively trying to have their players conceal any COVID symptoms or fears. Cool. They're like, just shut it up. Don't talk about it. It can't. It's it's too cold here for the right. virus to survive. Don't worry about it. You're gonna. There was be a fine. lot of hit you one of them sweet dudes. Yes, and you'll be fine. <laughs> there was just a lot of pressure from the coaching staff, like, hey, if if you have a sore throat, uh, don't tell anybody and continue to practice. R- really, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Like it was a lot of sweeping it under the rug. It's a very very bad image for that university. The old Sandusky rule. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the Big Ten, uh, did you guys hear about the uh, the old dust up between uh, Harbaugh and Ryan Day? Yeah, <laughs> now that is some good old football off season news right there. That's something we understand. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, man, he makes it harder to defend him every every year. Um, well, I mean, he won an NFC championship, so there's that. <laughs> During the weekly Big Ten Coaches Conference call, Jim Harbaugh interrupted Ryan Day uh, in the middle of, I don't know, in the middle of an answer to some question, accusing him of violating rules by having on-field drills take place um, while it's not permitted by the NCAA. And so Dave reported, uh, reportedly snapped back at Harbaugh, "How about I worry about my team? You worry about yours." He doesn't have an ac- that kind of accent, but. <laughs> It doesn't have an accent at all. I just, I, I feel like it needs to be read in that, in that voice. Um, I just wish it was Steve Spurrier who'd come in to say it for him. Shit. That would have sounded great. After the call on Monday, Day apparently got so fired up that he told his team that the Wolverines had better hope for, better hope for a mercy rule because the Buckeyes going to hang a hundred points on them. <laughs> 
Um, which I guess like that's not that far off. I mean, didn't they beat them like yeah, sixty-two to forty? They they've <laughs> like, been winning by like thirty-five points, like uh, without without you know batting an eye. They've just destroyed them recently. Don't what don't that's just rookie ball. That's bush league because we all know if you want to tattle on another coach, you keep that sh- you have someone else do it. You become a secret, secret witness. Exactly. Back channels, all that stuff. You don't do it out in the open. No. What are you thinking, Harbaugh? Go down to Knoxville and learn how it's done. Yeah, get you a big old glass of milk with your steak and Whoa. sit under Phil Fulmer's learning tree. <laughs> I just, it's such a bad look. I would just be, I mean, even if I'm a Michigan fan, I'm going to be embarrassed by that. Yeah, just shut it up. Do not, like, we all know we're all cheating. Stop. Like, can Stop with the tattle. Can you just please beat Ohio State once in a decade? And then, like, we'll, let's talk about on-the-field drills. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. holding holding a couple, like, on-field drills... Uh, that that's not worth uh, twenty four points on the field against Michigan. No, no, no. And guess what? Guess what, Michigan? If they if you saw them, then they're already practicing. You should have had a two a day that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks like somebody's committed to winning, and somebody's committed to wine. <laughs> Damn! Oh, shit. shit! Bang! Shit! Take that, Dennis Dodd. <laughs> um. What about the ACC, Creel? Uh, their schedule came out. Um, I can't remember exactly who Clemson picked up, uh, but they're going to run through their schedule. They have their their schedule boils down to a one game season at Notre Dame, um, because Notre Dame is you know playing a full ACC schedule. So there's a chance Notre Dame, uh, who is conference less, wins a conference championship this year, and wouldn't that really just uh, rub some lemon juice and a lot of eyes for Notre Dame fans to win it this year, to win a conference, and then next year go back to not being in a conference. Oh, it's man. the perfect 2020 outcome. Mm-hmm. It really is. My God. Just asterisks all over the place. I'd love to have a time capsule, and in 60 years somebody looks back at 2020 and says, how the fuck did Notre Dame win the ACC? And right. The, the, no. <laughs> and because all the old people are dead, nobody's there to tell him how yep, it happened. It would just be like there'd just be a flag somewhere at the stadium that says ACC Conference Champions 2020. <laughs> and they'd be like, "Why is that the only flag we have up? <laughs> Why do we have no history of this? You know, every every ten years there'd be a reunion. You know, please welcome the 2020 Atlantic Coast Conference Champions. You know, and uh, just yeah. and all all the robots clap right, for right. Um, well, I can tell you when the Michigan, when the Maryland Terrapins roll it out this year, who they're going to have under center? <laughs> yeah, it was officially he got uh, the younger oh, yeah. Tagovailoa. Talia got his official uh, two thumbs up from the NCAA, and he's eligible this year. Big news! Big news! I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they'll give Clemson and Notre Dame a run for their money. <laughs> Mike Loxley is going to score 75 points per game. <laughs> Problem is they're going to give up 80. And remember, Sean, they, they play in the Big Ten now. They don't play Clemson or Notre Dame. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. That's... They made a switch. <laughs> like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. What conference is Iowa State in again? They're in the Big 12. Be the Big 12. Oh, Big 12. So not the Big Ten. 
Mm-mm. They don't wave at anybody. <laughs> um, well, I think it's time to, to, unless anybody has anything else, I think it's time to wrap this up with Stat or Shat. Hankins? I think it's time to hit that theme. Stat or Shat? Did you know the fifth leading rusher is Booby Willow? Through three games since 2000, we'll make a decision on if this is Stat or Shat. Oh, wow! So good. Yeah, that, that so good. Hits some nostalgia there. Um, I I do appreciate rhyming. Uh, finding a rhyme for Whitlow. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Well, Booby Whitlow playing around. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know you are you are the best. Hankins, best best in the biz. Um. Okay. Stat or shat? Mark McGuire. There's this is going to be uh, a lot of baseball. Because, you know, since this is a football podcast. Uh, Mark McGuire's record-setting 70 home runs in 1998 traveled a total of 29,598 feet, enough to fly over Mount Everest. It's a shat for me because he was he was juicing. <laughs> he was juicing. It didn't happen. And it lasted a year. Shat. Shat. <laughs> um, okay. Shout out Huntsville Stars. Rest in power. Uh, Cecil Fielder uh, hit 319. Stat. Cr- done. Stat. <laughs> Cecil Fielder. You said it already. Stat. Big stat. He hit 319 career home runs. His son, Prince, hit 319 home runs. Stat. All right. <laughs> you, Prince Fielder also has two drawings that his children did tattooed on him, and I'm very jealous. Oh, that's pretty sweet. You know, we had the um, the the Gretzky uh, stat a couple a couple weeks ago that Creel uh, called a shat, uh, but you called a stat, Hankins. That was if you take away his goals, uh, he's, he's he'd still be the NHL all time uh, leading scorer. If you took away all of Hammer and Hank Aaron's seven hundred fifty five home runs, he'd still have over three thousand hits. Shat, that's a, that's a shat. <laughs> I don't like this this uh, addition by subtraction stuff you're doing. So it's I don't like that. <laughs> oh, there's that Tony Snell stat. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I think Hankins had this when when Creel was out, but this one's for Creel. Nolan Ryan struck out seven pairs of fathers and sons. I have not ooh, heard that's, that. Ooh, that's that's a stat. That's a shat. Why do I care? <laughs> Nolan Rod played a long time. Sweet. Rock and roll. Well, <clears throat> well I have a, a stat, shat, or step. And a bit of a Uh-oh. tidbit from Step by Step in honor of our theme song. <laughs> I think we had that last week, too. Well, right? there's a, well, this is a new one, of course. Oh, of course. New, new one for new week. So you know that there are six children in the Lambert family, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I did. I read like a synopsis of everything that happened in season one, and you know our cast favorite Al, the tomboy daughter. Yeah. Uh-huh. She was the oh, apparent a plot on about three episodes in season one. Stat, shat, or step? Man, I want that to be a step, but that's that's just a shat. That's a 
that's a shame. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> fair enough. I'll try to. I'll do some I, better digging next time. I mean, of all the research that you did, Creel, that's what that's what you got. That's what you pulled. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of good data on step by step on the internet. Oh. Just some vague, brief synopsis of episodes. I was trying to get TV ratings, but yeah. they weren't available, so. I did what they I could. They had to wipe everything after Cody went rogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, the actual playing but time. He in a- might have been the first cancellation. Mm-hmm. Him and Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> we definitely, um, we definitely uh, have have canceled Ellen, right? Because she she called uh, somebody fat and stupid in the eighties. It feels like Freezer's account. I'm going to let him take first bite on that app. Uh, you know, Ellen's Ellen's uh, America's, uh, she's a sweetheart. And I don't like all this, these people uh, trying to tarnish her name. So I am team Ellen on this one. <laughs> Would you say, Freezer, that we're not going to replace Ellen? Is that something you'd say? I might make a t-shirt about it. <laughs> <laughs> More men have walked on the moon than have scored an earned run against Mariano Mariano Rivera in the playoffs. In the playoffs, uh oh, that's a qualifier. Somebody qualified. Chat, damn, I was ready for it. Mm Chat, 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 chat. It's fine. fine. Sample size. I mean, one hundred and hundred and forty innings. Yeah, chat. I mean, essentially, because it's baseball, they're all shat. Because guess what? Baseball's number one favorite stat is a guy came to work every day. <laughs> the average golf ball has 336 dimples. That's a stat. <laughs> I want to know what the sample size have they have they counted all the golf balls and like how long does it take to count the dimples and god what if you lose track around like 150 <laughs> and what made some of them not have 360 it feels like a machine is doing this or are the good people down at the Taylor company a lot different than Nike we put more dimples in my in our balls yeah that ball can't fly if it ain't got dimples. <laughs> Cy Young lost 315 games. I mean, was that by definition is a stat? Yes. <laughs> That's a stat. Um, it's the weakest stat to ever put you down, but a stat nonetheless. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up with, that's right, one final baseball stat. The shortest man to ever play baseball was pinch hitter Eddie Goodell. He was three feet, seven inches tall. That's more of a fact than a stat, so I'm going to say shat. I'm also going to say Shat because it was also a trick. It was a fun trick they pulled because they'd send him up there, he'd get in a deep crouch, and he had no strike zone. Yeah, no strike zone. 
And then they'd put a pinch runner on for him because clearly them little legs ain't going to get to second base even on a fucking, even on a, a hit to the wall. A a, a, double, a gapper to the uh, to left center ain't even going to get that guy over. His uniform was 1-8. He's going to get doubled off on a little bingo. Was his, did you say his number was 1-8? Yeah. Yep. I don't see how that's yep. even legal in a game. <laughs> I mean, there's no rule, Sean. It's the Americans with Disabilities Act. God, yeah, it was probably pre ADA. This was this was 1951. Oh man. Well, they just called it. They, it was. They, I'm sure they had a same uh, function. It was just called something that you can't say anymore. Eddie Goodell came out of a paper mache cake between games of a doubleheader at Sportsman's oh my Park. God. Wow. Oh my god! It popped out of a cake like that uh, stripper in Under Siege. Damn! What's fucked up is that's the exact same place I went. <laughs> the little seahorses come and are shooting. Uh, I'm currently watching a doubleheader right now, and guess what, guys? There's seven innings apiece. Statter Shat, huh? 2020, several game doubleheaders were played as seven innings. Oh, this pandemic is tearing us apart. Are you sure Iowa State's in the Big 12? 100%. (laughs) That's a stat, Shawnee. That's a stat. (laughs) That's a fact. Um, All right, guys. He's not cut. He's not cut. Let Let me see those toes. (laughs) <laughs> um i guys i think that's it you know we squeezed 28 minutes of uh of, of goodness out of uh out of something um <clears throat> great great uh theme for statter chat uh which means that segment's going nowhere um and uh i think we're, we probably have to start com- uh conference outlooks maybe i guess even though yeah maybe we'll we'll get some news this week if any if no one cancels maybe next week we can we can do a preview of somebody maybe um i got a quick quick question for everybody mm-hmm. is the following name i'm gonna say a name of a recruit and i want you to tell me what school he just signed for. Ready? Ready, mm-hmm. Ready guys? Mm-hmm. Rocco Spindler. Rocco Spindler? Rocco Spindler. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say USC. <sighs> Rocco Spindler. Um... <clears throat> It's, it, it seems like a Big Ten. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, Michigan. I think Shawnee, you were feeling it. You felt it right, but it's a school that refused to join the Big Ten when they should have. They just mm. joined the ACC, waking up the echoes this year at Notre Dame. Rocco Spindler is that the most Notre Dame name possible? <laughs> it's it's definitely it definitely is. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Episode 170 of Throw the Flag. Uh, TTFnetwork.com. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, please go to patreon.com slash TTF. That's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash TTF, Tango, Tango, Foxtrot. Uh, that's it. We're done. Get I don't think it is it. It's not. We're not done. We're not done? What's that thing we always say on this podcast? Word of mouth. Oh, snail, yeah! Oh, so oh, shit. <laughs> That's my style.
Surprise, surprise So you rub your eyes Never knew you the yes So cool as eyes Hit a bite then There was stupefy Ducks categorize us As hard cries That's a lie We know why we're occupiers The blurs but obscure style And these are higher Profiles are low As soon as we go As a priest straight from A deeper shade of soul Like Flynn.